Welcome back to another episode of Film My Whole. My name is Phil Balabanos, and this is the only podcast where you get stream of consciousness from me directly, live, straight into your brains. It's like I'm I'm overriding your perineal cortex. I don't know anything about brain terminology. Uh, speaking of brains, <laughs> my brain is not fully awake yet. I'm on my second cup of coffee. I'm just trying to get like, you know, acclimated to being awake uh, after microdosing death for eight hours. Um, it's early in the morning again. I liked what I did last time. I enjoyed doing a podcast in the morning. I actually, okay, I'll be honest. I hated doing it during the podcast. It felt terrible. I was tired and it was hard to formulate thoughts and sentences that were coherent, but it left me with a sense of accomplishment throughout the whole day. Like I did a bunch of other stuff after. So going from the podcast to the morning show and then to a client shoot, I mean, it's pretty intense. There's, there's no downtime, but like the day just flies by. And by the end of it, I'm like, I did many good things today. I have done many things. I have made things. So that makes me feel good. And right before I did this, actually, I don't know if anyone follows me on Instagram. If you don't, you should at P. Balabanos. Um, I'm in, um, what day is it now? I'm on day 15 of 100 days of doing reels. I keep, like, I know that you need to do reels on Instagram to gain followers and to, or even to maintain the followers you have. And I don't have a very big following at all, but I just, I can't, I'm 35 years old. Okay. I mean, I get why the kids are dancing on the internet. (laughs) I get it. Um, but I'm, I can't dance. Like I'm not going to start dancing. So that's one type of reel on TikTok or whatever you want to call it. I mean, reels are TikToks technically, uh, but I'm not going to start dancing. Uh, but I completely understand why dancing is popular. What I cannot for the life of me understand is the trending real concept. So like this trending audio that people do where they lip sync or they'll just, you know, move, do certain things, you know, like bop their head. Like it, it blows my mind. I, I saw a TikTok last week. It's been going on for a while, maybe like, I mean, it's been going around for about eight months, but people remix it. And uh, it's basically tell us one thing that we did before COVID that was crazy that we just don't do anymore, right? And I wanted to respond to it, but I, by responding to it, I would have to actually participate in the, the whole nonsense of it. And the thing that we used to do before TikTok, before the pandemic, is we used to make original content. People were rewarded for original content. Sure, if you hit trending topics or you were in the zeitgeist of a certain style, fine. But you literally have people, hundreds of thousands, millions of people, literally copying each other like jumping on a fad, jumping on a trend. So this is a trend, I'm going to do it too. But like, why? You're encouraging, the algorithm is encouraging us to no longer be individualistic in the way we create things. There is no uniqueness. These are all, they're all the same fucking thing. It doesn't really matter. Like, I dare you, grab any fucking sound, click on the sound on TikTok or on um, Instagram and look at what people are doing they're basically mimicking each other. And I mean, that is something in and of itself, like to, to do that. But the idea that this is how you gain a following upsets me on a level that I can't even understand. Like it, it aggravates me. I was talking to someone about it and they're like, you're just, you're out of touch. I don't think I am out of touch. I don't think that's what's happening here. I'm, I mean, nowadays it's called a content creator. Like I don't like to call myself a content creator because the, the fact that art started being called content is the saddest thing that's ever happened. I mean, it, it literally breaks my heart. Um, so the idea that I'm making videos regularly 
and I'm putting so much thought and effort into doing something creative. Not to say that there aren't people on TikTok and Instagram still doing really creative shit. I mean, the transitions are one of them. Um, but at the same time, then everyone just copies that transition. That's been happening since time, since the time before time. Like, we always copy cool stuff. That's fine. Individual things. But, but fuck, man. <laughs> so anyways, uh, I digress from that. The reason I'm doing these 100 days is I want to do all the trends wrong. And I want to see how will the algorithm, like, how will it interact with me? Will it push me more followers and more views? Or will it just realize that I'm mocking its very existence? Like, how smart is, how advanced are the algos? Do they know that I'm being sarcastic? That's what I want to know. Some of the videos have fucking done way more views than any of my other previous uploads have done. I think one is sitting at like 4,000. It's only been up a couple of days. Like, for an account my size, that's, that's a lot of views. Um, so it's like a, it's an experiment to some extent. I didn't expect to enjoy it so much. I mean, I'm a bit of a contrarian, so I like, I like to go against things. So I, I take great joy in doing it. Today was the first time I did one that I think I inadvertently did the trend less wrong. Like I did it wrong based on what people are doing. My version is actually more fun. The only problem is I'm still fucking dizzy and I almost killed myself in the studio from doing it. Um, but I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna make it to 100 days. I'm slowly running out of steam, I'm not gonna lie. Like people who actually do these every day Man, I, I tip my hat to them. It's a lot of work, but the ones who are not doing anything of value, the ones who are just mimicking for every single day, always posting, it's a lot of work, but I don't understand why you're doing it. That's like, you're literally just doing it for the followers uh, because you're not creating anything new. So what value are you bringing? And it, it all, it's all very confusing. Like, I'm sure I've contradicted myself at least five times in this whole sentence because the very fact that I'm doing it means I understand why people do it, right? <laughs> Oh, God. What has the world become? I, I mean, maybe I'm just getting old. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm, I'm my dad now. I remember telling my dad, you don't get a dad. You just don't understand. We got to wear the tight shirts with the ribbed material. That's what's cool, dad. Like, I, I'm at that age where I see, like, I see young people outside, younger, young people, younger people, like teenagers. And there's a part of me that's like, mm, what are they doing? What are they doing? They're up to no good. Like, I mean, I was always the type of guy who if I saw way too many teenage boys together, it made me uncomfortable, even when I was a teenage boy, because teenage boys are volatile and terrifying. Um, because they're just little man brains haven't fully developed and they, they just, they don't, they don't think right. Uh, it's not their fault. It's, we all went through it. But, yeah, like I see what they're doing and I, and I see men, men, it's a fucking loose term word, but like boys, between the ages of like, I don't know, 16 and 21, right? I, I see them on, at the mall. I see them at restaurants. I, when I'm out and about in public, you know, real world, not on the internet. And then I see the things they post, like, that are trending. And I was like, this is what guys are now? Like, what? Like, some of these boys, like, what are you doing? Like, there's that, that other TikTok, the, just constantly licking their lips. Like, I remember when rubbing your hands together was not a sign of, like, I'm ready to mate. It was a symbol of, I'm doing something nefarious, yes, yes. Like, that was a supervillain thing. They're just rubbing their hands together. What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? It confuses the fuck out of me. It literally makes me worry for my daughters. <laughs> like, it, what? Slim Pickens out there, that's what I'm seeing. I mean, these guys are way older. Maybe their generation will be better. These are like, I guess, Gen Zers. I don't know what they are. But it, it, 
again, none of it confuses me. I understand it. I just, I don't respect it at all. It, I don't know. It's, uh, it's weird. It's, I mean, sign of the times. Again, I'm on my way out, right? So, like, anything I say, anyone younger than me who will say it will be like, yeah, he's old and he's out of touch. He's like, okay, old timer. All right, old timer, you don't know what you're doing. You're trying to make podcasts and shit. You should be dancing on TikTok. Maybe I should be. I don't know. I don't think anyone wants to see me dance on TikTok. I'm a very bad dancer, very bad. Um, so, like, that's just not a thing that I'm going to do. Again, I kind of get it. I kind of don't. What else can... Uh, where's, where was I going with this? I completely lost track. Oh, yeah. So, so I started a new project. Uh, not a personal project. Like, uh, someone hired me to do something. We're basically building uh, a YouTube channel for, from scratch. Like, we're starting at zero, day, you know, YouTube day one. Um, we're building all the assets, all the videos, everything. And it has to do a lot with, like, I, want, I don't want to give it away because, like, we're going to launch it in the new year. But we, we did our first, we had our first shoot yesterday. I'm still working on all, like, the branding and all that stuff. But it's, it's fucking interesting because this whole project, like, the entire, the, I don't know, maybe it'll run for a year, maybe it'll run for 10. I don't know how long we'll do it for. But it all hinges on new tech, emerging technology, and disruption, Right. And this person, the person who brought me in to do this with them, to partner with them, is, uh, I mean, they're, they're financial advisors by trade. This is like a side project for them because they're passionate about it. And we were talking yesterday. We were having like a, like a little pre-prod meeting before we got to shooting. And, and, and it, obviously, like crypto, NFTs, AI, metaverse, these things come up constantly. Like, this literally the, the bulk of the content because these are the disrupting and emerging technologies right now. And I and I, I don't know how it, like I somehow slipped into this. Okay, that's a lie. I know how I got there because I was having this conversation with Pantelis earlier that day or the day before. But like the metaverse, as cool as it seems as a concept, aside from the fact that it's one of the most misunderstood things of of this decade, probably, uh, it's also really terrifying because the internet as we know it today. So like web. Web one was like uh, MIRC chat rooms, right? That was the extent of the second life you could live. Then in Web 2.0, there was second life, like it was a game called Second Life. And there's a bunch of these like role-playing, massive world-building things you can do on the web with strangers where you're you, but you're the version of you you want people to know. But again, there's a level of disconnect from reality there. Like it's the internet, it's not real. Once the internet, the internet takes on the form of the metaverse, which is basically the metaverse is just a new way to interact with the internet. Uh, I mean, in very simplistic terms, obviously. Like that line becomes so blurred. I don't think it's there anymore. So we'll spend more and more time living these second alternative lives, these perfect lives. Meanwhile, our real lives will be shit. But, and that's, that's what I came to. That's the philosophical conundrum that, that comes up, right? What's real at that point? Like, reality is subjective. The only thing we know for sure is that we exist. Like, that's, that's about it. Everything else is fucking up for grabs. Sure, empirical evidence of something happening, yeah, that's, that's a different kind of reality. That's not what I'm talking about, right? But what we consider to be real is pretty subjective. Um, and if anything, the idea of, you know, gender politics and, uh, you know, the, the my truth and all that, all those concepts, they further solidify the fact that people believe that reality is not reality. Everyone has their own reality. Now, is that true or not? I don't know. Uh, there's certain things that I think 
until we enter like the singularity and enter the metaverse, certain things are still real. Um, but reality itself, like the very nature of it, the lives we live, I mean, where will the line be? If your life is great in the metaverse and you're being fed by an IV tube like 20 years from now and you'll never want to leave, then by all means, that's real. That's your life. That is your entire life. Um, and it brings up these like philosophical questions that we've been asking for like at least 3,000 years. I mean, the first... Okay, so the first film I ever sent to, uh, to competition, like to festivals, was part of a film race. Basically, that's how it worked. The night before production started, we received uh, a theme and like an, uh, a visual cue, right? So the theme was Plato's Allegory of the Cave. You know, if no one knows about the Allegory of the Cave, it's basically bunch of people or prisoners, I, I forget the, the context, are living in this cave, they're prisoners in this cave, in front of them there are shadows caused by someone behind them, their captor, for example, right? Um, that's their reality, the shadows are their reality. One of them escapes, gets outside and sees the real world, comes back to tell them they don't believe him, because they're like, no, that's not real, this is real. So perception is reality, in, in, or that's the question he posits. Then, so that, that was the theme. And we made Sudocracy, which I've spoken about before. It's the black and white poster behind me. And that's the theme of the film and, like, what is real. And in that version of the film, like, I think about that now and what I'm talking about today, like, it just occurred to me, I'm actually asking the exact same question, which is what is real? Because in that film, we talk about how Twitter, and it's still happening today, like, with fake news or propaganda, whatever you want to call it, um, Twitter was reshaping how people view things, their perception of things, because people were spreading disinformation half-truths or just lies and other people weren't doing any research and saying, well, if you say that, uh, you know, what was the example Pantelis used yesterday? It goes, it's like we're, we're sitting inside and the tweet says it's raining and we look outside and it's not raining, but like 10,000 people retweeted, you're like, I guess it's raining, right? So the idea that this is happening on Twitter 10, 12 years ago and it's still happening today, we've been slowly coming to a point where once we cross that line, the line is no longer blurred. Like I said, the line is gone. And I, and I really, as excited as I am about the idea of a place like the metaverse, and it's not really a place, but like the technology that would power the metaverse, because it is fucking cool. Like you can jump into VR and do what you want. And I like even the idea of augmented reality, as cool as I think it is, like to get, like to basically see things that aren't there in the real world. I mean, it's also terrifying because like now the same companies that have been like being sketchy with our data, now they're all of a sudden they can fucking send ads directly to my fucking cortex. Uh, it's, I mean, I'm a big sci-fi nerd. I grew up watching like dystopian sci-fi. And I remember, I remember when the pandemic first started, I remember going out and walking around and like it was one of the first times I left after lockdown started. It was maybe like two weeks in. And I was like, this is not the dystopian future that I've been led to believe was out here. This is just the same same stuff that's been going on, but with less people out. That's literally about it. Um, so, you know, I've kind of known, like, science fiction is pretty prophetic. Uh, I don't know if it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because people see science fiction and they create the things they see. Like, I know that happened with Star Trek. But anything we've imagined in a film that is a technology, we'll probably one day have. Uh, because that is the power of the human mind. We imagine things, and then we 
not all of us, but a bunch of us, there's a select few individuals in, in each generation who will strive to make those things real. They may not accomplish it in their own generation, but the next one will pick up that work and continue. Uh, because we're, we're we're crazy like that. Like once we get an idea in our heads, we'll just keep going. Like I mean, people in general. So, the metaverse was always a foregone conclusion. Like we were always going down to that Ready Player One world, that that altered carbon kind of life. Um, how far are those versions of that into our history? I I don't know how far along we are. I have no idea. I'm not a futurist. Maybe I am. No, I'm not. I'm absolutely not. Um, but the philosophical implications that come with it are not a surprise because every version of every technology that's ever arrived has brought up questions. The only real difference here is it is so immersive and it feels so real. Is it real? I mean, the Matrix asks the same questions, right? Um, countless films ask these exact same questions. It's not like I've dipped into something that no one's ever thought of. Like, I'm not even pretending like I'm having some kind of epiphany. I'm just addressing the elephant in the room. What will be real in the future? I don't know. I know that there's cool stuff that will happen. Like, you'll be able to get a tattoo, and the tattoo will have AR. Uh, I mean, the graphics will be recognizable by some sort of scanning device, like a contact lens or a, a Google Glass or whatever. And that will be an augmented reality, like a tattoo that, like, I don't know, like a fucking dragon that moves up and down your arm when people look at it. But when you take off those lenses, you'll only see the regular tattoo. But everyone who sees you will see this moving version of it, right? Like AR art. And that maybe that art will be an NFT that you and the tattoo artist share ownership for. So every time someone sees it, they can donate to him. I don't know. There, there's, there's, there's positives in all of it. But it's also... Think about it. If you have goggles that you can take on and off or glasses or whatever, a headset of some kind, something light, because obviously if we have to wear big headsets, we're not going to, it won't be adopted by everyone. But let's say it's a contact lens. You can take out the contact lens. The second that interactive device, whatever that is, becomes an implant, because we will get there one day, maybe not in my lifetime. It doesn't matter what life looks like without the AR functionality or the metaverse capability or whatever you want to call it, because you can no longer turn this thing off. So that is your reality now. That is real. Because there is no other version. Babies will be born and at a certain age, they'll boop, they'll get something. I don't know what. Maybe it'll be a little thing right here or something in the brain. I have no idea how like, the technology will work. But if you cannot turn off that function, now what you experience, that's real. That, that's your reality. I mean, if there are people living in darkest Africa, I don't know, who don't have these implants, I mean, they're still living a different reality than you are, a completely different reality. But how different is that from us living with the internet to people who are like uncontacted tribes or anyone who's living without access to the internet? We live in different realities. We do not live in the same, we live on the same planet, but our realities are very different. And uh, I just saw the time and realized, and because George Tandrizos is uh, texting the fuck out of my watch right now, I feel the vibrations happening. He doesn't understand that he's not alone in the office. I'm just in my studio. He's outside waiting for the morning show. So that means I have to wrap up this episode early. I will try and pick up this same topic in the next episode. In the meantime, head over to my Instagram and check out my 100 days of nonsense. It's at pbalabanos. Balabanos.com if you want to reach out to me for some video work or you want to make some cool shit together. Maybe we'll do some collabs. I think that's what the kids call it. I don't think that's what the kids call it. That's absolutely not true. Uh, my name is Phil Balabanos. This has been Phil My Hole. I hope I filled the hole in your day with some fun thoughts and dystopian musings. Yes, let's, let's leave it at that. Dystopian musings. I will see you next time.
listening to Fill My Hole. This podcast is available on YouTube in its full video form. If you're lazy and you don't want to Google it and you don't want to search on YouTube, balabanos.com, hit the podcast section. You can subscribe directly to the RSS feed there. My name is Phil Balabanos, and I'll see you next time.